0: Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the leap Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at leapsports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network.
1: Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle up. I don't want them to gain
0: another yard.
1: You blitz all night! And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. We'll keep the offense out there in a fourth and goal from the one. You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I would feel better at this point taking the three points. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And if you make it, it's great. But if you don't make it, it's a big momentum swing. Philly special. Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. It goes directly to Cremant. Cremant reverses it.
0: And it is a touchdown by Nick Foles. Let go. Russian three dropping eight and the, the steps up
1: now loads and throws it's caught it's pitched backwards up in the air it's on the ground still in Clemson's hands and now it is down it is over and the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up! Podcast! We did it our way, baby! We did it! We did it!
0: We did it! Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up! Podcast. We are back. It is a different night for us, but uh, after being completely off a week ago, we, uh, we didn't want to go this week without a show. I wasn't able to do it tomorrow, and boy howdy kyle didn't the sports world give us something to talk about on a monday night
1: yeah as if you didn't miss enough stuff already like hey i know you tried your best to miss me talking trash on your intro but ej finally useful dunked on you instead don't think i didn't <laughs> notice that where the hell is my library wing warden
0: <laughs> um but welcome back kyle not with us uh, two weeks ago when we were on the air last but uh you know, sometimes real life and and other things get in the way. That is why we are here on a Monday night, and and the show will be a little bit different this week because of it. We won't actually have NFL pickems because, let's be honest, NFL games are literally almost a week away. Um, we're not going to have reaction to the new college football playoff rankings because they don't come out until about twenty four hours from now. So. Uh, I'll
1: we're talking about that could impact that
0: <laughs> there will certainly be stuff we can talk about <laughs> and there will certainly be our thoughts on what this week's top six should look like in the college football playoff and then you can find out how right we right or wrong we are uh uh 24 hours from now when the uh, when the rankings come out but the first topic that i was going to get to kyle hmm. was a head coach leaving his school to go to another school.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, wait, we're not on that one. But, yet, sorry. <laughs> what, an hour and a half ago, my entire
0: sports world came a-crumbling down. Um, as as the reports, um, Brian Kelly is uh, leaving Notre Dame to become the new head football coach at, uh, at LSU, replacing Ed Orgeron. Uh, who, of course, we knew about midway through this season would not be returning. Um, to, to say that I am like in a weird state of like shock and stunned at this point is is mm. is really kind of um an understatement. I I really didn't think that uh, Brian Kelly was like leaving anywhere, and a, a week or so ago, um, in his press conference, they they asked him because I guess his name had um, come up in, in the USC talks. Right. And he was basically like, unless, you know, he kind of gave a similar answer to what Mike Tomlin had said a few weeks ago in a, in a press conference, uh, when asked about leaving Pittsburgh for USC and basically said, you know, if somebody, unless somebody's going to write me a check for 250 million, or I forget the number that was put on it, but, um, you know, I have no reason to leave here. And, and, Per the you know the least some of the reports that are coming out is it's not quite two hundred and fifty million but it's maybe about <laughs> half of that is is uh, the number that's been thrown around. But um, Brian Kelly out at Notre Dame uh, leaving to go to LSU. What are your what are your initial thoughts, Kyle?
1: Well, specific to the press conference you mentioned, what was it he said? If they're throwing names out there, they're usually looking somewhere that um, they don't want you to look as to what's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah, they're throwing your names out. It's not like LSU was, you know, <laughs> True. Um, and, 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 and here's, <clears throat> it's very, it's, so it's very fascinating. Like I, I'm sure the only, I mean, listen, you're wearing your Notre Dame gear, which proves to me um, that it was laundry night. So all your non Notre Dame stuff is currently being washed and you're stuck having to wear that and wallow in your sorrow. And for that, sir, I completely, well, it's not
0: like I'm certainly not going to wear any Cowboys blue tonight.
1: (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if you don't want to talk about Tristan Hill, I understand. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I I mean, listen, I, I want to do anything I can to make the shine of the blue star on top of your tree. And EJ is a little brighter. Anyways, um, so, uh-oh, here he goes. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Um, see, and I think you and I were kind of talking, well, you and EJ at least, because I stopped and said filed for content as the actual disciplined sports personality that I tend to be at times. Um, but you and EJ were waxing poetic about which one of the two is actually a better job. And I got to be honest, I'm not so certain one job is necessarily better than the other, except for one particular facet. And that is, what more can Brian Kelly accomplish? I should learn his middle name. What can Brian Kelly accomplish (laughs) anymore in his coaching career at Notre Dame? Right? The chances of him actually achieving a national championship as both disgusting and impressive. by that,
0: the way keith is the middle name
1: okay so um brian mr brian keith kelly what more can brian keith kelly achieve at notre dame other than bringing them a national championship which while that would be both disgusting and impressive to me in its own right and yes i'm making jokes at your expense uh, <laughs> sir
0: ain't the first um, time won't be the last time kyle
1: <laughs> that's great hey, you, but you you and ej love abuse so i provide but anyways uh <laughs> I mean, like being, um, what more can he actually accomplish there reasonably with the committee being a thing and even having a former Notre Dame head coach on the committee hasn't done a whole lot for them. I mean, yeah, sure. They have no reason to be ranked as high as they are. And people are using a conspiracy theory to say they get back door into the playoffs and it's absolutely the most disgusting thing of late, not called Wake Forest this season, um, wow. but I'm letting loose, Jim. Okay. It's Clear leaks. Weeks let me work clearly. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Hey, at least you're better than Wake Forest. I mean,
0: I mean there's a lot of things better than Wake Forest.
1: No bar. Um, (laughs) um, All I could think of is that, is that this is a, how can I do better move? And, and, and as far as what more can I achieve? I mean, the man's at a particular time and I'm pretty certain for at, at at, uh, Mr. Mr. Brian Keith Kelly's age, that this is going to be his final coaching job. Could be wrong stranger things have happened, but that's a safe assumption. And to go into a program that this time, what, three, four years ago, had the best statistical offense ever in the sport, right, um, in college football, it makes sense for him to go there. It makes sense for him to to get an easier recruiting situation. He doesn't have to worry as much about academics and other certain things. And it's a fresh look where maybe for a year or two, they won't be calling for his head to be fired to the same extent people in Notre Dame have. True.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with you on that one.
1: Every third, every you know, every third game. Forget third year. Hell, I'm sure there were people in that game where they toppled the juggernaut known as Toledo late in the game. That people were going during that game. Fire Brian Kelly. I'm sure it happened. Oh,
0: I'm 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 almost willing to guarantee it. I'm almost <laughs> willing to guarantee it.
1: And and, and, and while I'm not I'm, while I'm not naive enough to think that there will always be those fans in those in those in every. College football program. Hell, there's people talking about firing Gus Malzahn uh, at UCF with what he achieved in that whole situation. And, and I can name other – so people talking about fire Saban, for Christ's sake. Come on. Joe Buck yourself. It, whoa, <laughs> nice. Found <laughs> a way for me to like Joe Buck. Boom. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's all I could think it'd be. It, it is. Because as prestige and tradition go, I mean, you could – Nobody really – few programs have much – fewer history, less – more history than Notre Dame. They they exist, but, yeah. Um, But as far as recent consistent success, LSU and Notre Dame have both been to the playoff. The only difference is one has a national championship. You know, I I think it's clear that um, Notre Dame has been to the playoff more. But is that because they were truly a better program? or because it's in the sec and also the the man known as nick saban is getting up there in years and maybe just maybe just brian kelly's calculating just a little bit
0: he's doing think crunching he could numbers. think he can get his program
1: where he'd like yeah exactly get his program where he would like or maybe he's just looking at his contract hell i don't know
0: <laughs> I mean, but, it's probably there's, there's probably a mix of both there kyle like, like let's be honest it's it's Co- we, Brian we've talked Kelly's about a smart dude. it. We've talked about it how many times over the course of the years? College football's a business. Oh, yeah, First and yeah, foremost, yeah. it's a business, and you know Brian Kelly made a business decision eleven years ago, twelve years ago, when he went from Cincinnati to Notre Dame, and he's doing the same thing today. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred percent. You know, and, and and like, like I said, shocked, stunned. I I, I truly thought he would retire at Notre Dame you know, sixty years old. I know that's not. Necessarily old when you look at Saban and you look at some other coaches around the country that that are older, um, and, and in the NFL. But like you know, it, it just seemed like it, that he was going to re- remain there. You had you kind of had a, a, a succession built in. Whether it was you know there was reports of Tommy Reese, and then you bring in Marcus Freeman a year ago as your defensive coordinator, kind of looked like he's going to be the guy. You know, a couple years from now, that's going to take over that program. Um, and, and I mean, now you're in this weird thing where there's reports that, you know, there's already discussions that they're going to promote Marcus Freeman. Now there's mm. some reports that Marcus Freeman is going with Brian Kelly to LSU. Mm. Um, that's probably more likely, frankly, you know, and, and, or do you try and bring it? Cause that's the next question is, is where does Notre Dame go from here? Obviously now, I mean, USC off the board, LSU off the board. Um, the the two biggest programs with uh, with uh, vacancies right now are Notre Dame and Oklahoma, um, Florida, Florida as well.
1: I did forget about Florida. Well, so, Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma with um with uh, Lincoln Riley recently leaving that, as you mentioned, for USC. Yeah. And depending, listen, if you want to believe the conspiracy theorist, rookie, volunteer head coach Josh Heupel being talked about for the Oklahoma job in speculation, and who knows. It would be truly a Scott Frost thing to do to get started at a program and then jump <laughs> to your home state. And <laughs> then the, the, the college from which um, Frost went left Heiple left to go to Tennessee, and now he could do the same thing that Frost did to UCF, and just oh my gosh, there's so many circles. Here. <laughs> Surely,
0: um, yeah, but I mean, the, the, you know, there's some of the talks already that um, that Luke oh, Fickle. It, could... should, we
1: cu- should we count Miami as a big job? By the way, I should no. ask. I- no. I'm not.
0: No, <laughs> not not anymore. <laughs> no, Oh no. Um, you know, <laughs> so, you know, and there, there, there's the talk of, of, you know, are they going to look towards uh, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati? For, to replace Brian Kelly, which hell, the last time Notre Dame hired a guy from Cincinnati when they were coming off of an undefeated season, it worked out okay for the Irish in the long run.
1: So, are you saying that the team in Cincinnati has a history with coaches whose loyalty is a little bit fickle? Thank you.
0: <laughs> um, you know, and, and and here's the thing: like, I, I'm, like I said, I'm stunned. Like, I'm in shock. I'm there's. A degree of anger at the world uh, right now. But, like, I'm not, like, I've already seen, like, some that are name fans that are like, do we ever thank this guy again? Look, this house will always be a Brian Kelly house. This house will always love Brian Kelly. He took over a program that, for the better part of 15 years, was 500 or better in the post Lou Holtz world. And not only did he come in and turn the program around, stabilize the program, but he turned them back into a. Yes, there was one season BCS national championship where they had no business being there, but they got there, and then they, they turned them into a a multi-time college football playoff team. And and, and like I like I said, that was <laughs> look. I'm not denying. That Notre Dame had no business in that BCS national title game. That's
1: that's more that's less for you and more for one of your favorite fans. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but like you know, it like I said,
0: th- that year they they ended up winning games they had no business winning. They ended up in a, in a national championship game they had no business being in. Uh, but they got there nonetheless. So like winning is coach in, in Notre Dame history, we've talked about it. The the yeah. first ever. Um, you know, four straight 10 win seasons, no, no coach has ever done that uh, at Notre Dame. So this will always be a, a, a Brian Kelly house regardless. Um,
1: let me ask this one one last question though. You as a Brian Kelly fan. And and, I mean, listen, I, I, I have said many times to people out there that they're absolutely stupid for wanting to fire Brian Kelly, never understood it love the man even in how he operates himself in press conferences i've had a chance to do multiple press conferences with this cat i really like talking to him he's not necessarily a boisterous personality one you like to enjoy talking to like let's say um a dino babers or or a coach ogeron or something like that but this is a guy you ask him football questions you will get football Mm -hmm. answers it's wonderful okay um you come at him with some silliness he's going to coach speak you as you deserve sure and you know he's going to realize that he doesn't deserve to be fired you deserve to be fired and i say <laughs> all of the above to say this let's say he goes to lsu and whiffs I doubt it but let's say he goes to lsu and whiffs just completely just whoom. what's the worst what's the downside where's the actual risk here if he fails oh well I guess I'll still just retire the winningest coach in Notre Dame, expletive deleted history, right? Sure. I, I mean, if there's a downside, help me here, Jim. I can't. I mean, well, fight. not
0: only is he going to like if he goes down there and whiffs, if he, if he doesn't go down there, doesn't win a national title. Because ideally, if if you're Brian Kelly, you're going to the SEC. Recruiting's a little bit different in the SEC oh, than it is in worst South Bend. case
1: scenario, though. But yeah, I, I hear you. I agree.
0: You know what I mean? You don't go win a national title. You don't win the SEC. You get your doors blown in by Bama every year and Georgia every couple of years. Whatever. You know, it, 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 you go down there and, and you look a fool. You don't look a fool. You took a program for $125 million and you're still going to retire the winningest coach in Notre Dame football history. And, like, how many, how many more coaches are going to be given 13 years at Notre Dame? You know what I mean? Like and and, and I, like how many coaches anywhere are going to get 13 Exactly. Years? Exactly. So like you know I I have a hard time thinking that 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 record is going to be broken uh and anytime soon. So um you know he he he's he's cashing in, man. He's he's setting that retirement up real nice.
1: Now, with that segue, a coach who now currently gave himself a great opportunity to extend the 13 years might be one, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you ain't kidding. You know, like I didn't even
0: like we were I was gonna get to him and that when we got to our college football top six because the other coach that, that I that I was going to bring up and the coaching change is Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 numbers there um w- reported in, in that contract are just some some insane numbers that, that that we've seen come out that they they bought out his house in Oklahoma. They bought him a home. No no no. In,
1: houses. Houses. In Water in Stillwater. Plural. You,
0: then you buy him a house in California. Right. Unlimited use of the jet for him and his family. Um, I mean, just the 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 numbers are crazy. But I mean, when when you're USC, you you have the ability to to lay out things like that and and
1: disgusting to me I'm sorry I know it
0: right like I mean it's it it's, it is pretty gross um but you know I I kind of joked last night when when the news broke I said well I think he should do okay there he's used to coaching in a conference that doesn't play defense so he should be fine Oh
1: <laughs> thank you um
0: I mean I, it, it's a at least on paper, it's a great move for USC.
1: I mean, well, listen as 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 reasonably assumed targets in college football as there have been, because no one expected Brian Kelly. And if you're telling me you did, you're full of it, okay? Even the boosters, according to reports all over the place, were shocked, shocked. And I actually mean it this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the so, the words out, yeah, the words out of. South Bend, I mean, blindsided, and I guess Oklahoma, probably similar.
1: What in the entire is... (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, Lincoln Riley was the top candidate that was assumed to be able to be poached because reasons. I still don't understand why. And right behind him, Luke Fickle. But, um, or yeah, because I think we're looking less and less at uh, Notre, or excuse me, um, Notre Dame uh Penn State's guy because his name comes up all the damn well time. he
0: just got extended for 10 years because yeah so why? Franklin's out of it right
1: um but Which, good
0: job Penn State 10 years of seven and five good work
1: well uh, that, that's a separate conversation <laughs> yeah that's that's,
0: that, that's an that's another episode
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's what happens when you try to play college football in the northeast it is what it is. But. um You got to like what they did, but I hate seeing, as much as I am a guy who thinks that college players should not be paid to play, name, image, and likeness, I love it.
0: Absolutely. I'm I'm with you on that one.
1: But should not be paid to play. It is absolutely disgusting that an institution of alleged hired learning, I know, boosters, whatever, shut up. Right, right. um, Is buying multiple houses over and above millions of dollars. And the layman doesn't actually know how much jet fuel costs. I don't either. I mm. just remember <laughs> I just remember um oh gosh, I'm I'm losing his name. Um Tim. How am I doing this? I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself later, but um the um uh, the um uh, the butler and clue. Anyways. The punchline, the only way I know how much jet fuel costs is because he uses a Russian accent in the movie Congo, Congo 55,000 Tim bol- Curry. Tim Curry. How would I blow that? Um, Tim Curry's saying 55,000 dollars. I can't do Russian very well. I have a lot of voice talent. That is not my house. But the punchline is, that's a lot of effing money. Yes. Sure, it's nothing compared to millions, but when you're using it un- un- uh, 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 un- 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 unlimitedly, and hey... Over the next 13 years, how much can he rack up? Oh, wait. This isn't Brian Kelly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I think it's obviously it's the higher. Um, and please, let's let's also note for the house purchases at uh, purchases for the two houses in Stillwater that they offered half a million over ask.
0: Let's see.
1: <laughs> like, Allegedly. Right. Right.
0: I mean yeah, that that is allegedly. But still, I mean, would it and would it shock you? That's the other question. Like would it surprise you in the business of college football? That's getting bigger and bigger and more bombastic and more bombastic with every year and every Yeah, honor. Kinda.
1: Yeah, kinda. Um, because my one of my favorite platitudes is that no one got rich cutting checks. But damn, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I mean, and maybe, I don't know, maybe USC will with this hire. Um, One could only
1: hope, man, damn it.
0: But, I mean, I I, I think for them, um, you know, what? they, they, they want to be in the top of their conference discussion. And, and I think this hire can at least get them there. Does it get them to a national title? Does it get them to playoffs? That will remain to be seen. But I, I, I think at least it, it immediately –
1: because conference uh, favorite,
0: right? Like USC, it's not that they're void of talent; they were void of coaching, and and, and um, yeah, you know, and and I, you well, know, they've at least balanced that out.
1: And defense, I mean, well, sure, no. but it's a Pac-12. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, the other thing, you know, something else I just thought of too, like it's a good look that they're trying to do something to rebuild their program and their image, but it's a bad look for USA. Didn't they just have a whole thing? A whole scandal academically about kids buying grades, essentially, and now you're gonna pull this horse manure. Well, what the god?
0: I, again, if if there's if there's a dirty industry in this country, uh, college football is is among is among them. Yeah, but um, to be
1: honest, like this is grosser than anything I've heard of in the south, and that should tell you something.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 wild, man, and and like I think that's the crazy part. It's is is I think it only gets it only gets wilder from here right i mean like it just
1: i I don't see how it
0: how it settles more but um let's transition to to things on the field things that that relate to this season um college football playoff the the new rankings of course will come out tomorrow night but as we've been doing on this show um since even before the first official rankings over a month ago came out um we've been giving our our top six um so, I will start with mine. Um, and I know you're gonna give me shit for this. Um, but I tweeted Saturday, and I'm not gonna make myself <laughs> out to be a liar. I'm pr- people are probably gonna think <laughs> I'm nuts. My number six, Notre Dame. They're, they're 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 out of the picture. This is the one that's probably gonna get the reaction. My number five, Alabama. I don't think Alabama's a top four football team right now. This weekend, they're going to find their way out of it anyway, so it's irrelevant. My number four, Oklahoma State.
1: (laughs) That's the part that made me laugh. I'm sorry.
0: My number four, Oklahoma State. My number three, Cincinnati. My number two, obviously coming off the big win at home this past weekend, the Michigan Wolverines. My number one, as it's been all year, no surprise here, the Georgia Bulldogs. Kyle, your top six.
1: You know, I didn't hear you say Oklahoma State. Did you say Oklahoma State?
0: They're my number four.
1: Okay. That is a I. In rea- um, in
0: reality, when the rankings come out tomorrow, Bama will at worst be four. Let's be honest. At I worst, mean, they'll be four.
1: You know, and that's, that's what they've set up. Like, you, first of all, you wanted Jim Nye's for Auburn to lose that game. You truly did. Can I tell you why?
0: Why did I want Auburn to lose that game?
1: Because if Auburn won that game, and somehow, it probably wouldn't happen, but if somehow Nick Saban did something very Nick Saban and beat Georgia in the conference championship, please tell me how it is acceptable to keep both Georgia and Alabama out. Well, I don't think Georgia would be kept out. And I... (laughs) So what you're saying in that scenario is that you would keep out the conference champion of the SEC. You wanted Auburn to lose that game. Period. Full stop. Fair. Now, (laughs) and again, I maintain that we are left at the committee's devices, sir, when it comes to... What happens in the SEC championship game? Because if that game's still close, Alabama's still on the table. Which okay.
0: I won't necessarily get into the argument on that. What what I will say is watching Alabama, especially over the final month of the year, I don't see a scenario where the game this Saturday is close. I think Georgia is going to maul Alabama. We'll get to that. Hey.
1: I didn't see a scenario other than the iron Iron bowl and division and and division games are weird or whatever you want to say. Whatever he chases, you know. And I'm not saying the f word. At any rate, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in like he's in like a chat or a comment somewhere going, "It's
0: Frisky. The (laughs) word is Frisky." You know, I gotta find like a Frisky's commercial
1: to put on the soundboard. (laughs) you better listen you better get in talks with the cat food company Ponto chief okay (laughs) no um so anyways please remember there is a time now it seems like the ancient past um i forget the year precisely but tcu had beaten their opponent 50 points with the uh, with the differential now back then of course the Big 12 didn't have a conference championship game mm-hmm. yet, so that was really the big factor. But they had beaten their opponent by 50 and were undefeated and somehow were left out as poll-ranked conference champions. Okay. Now about that. Anything's possible, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati's not safe. Let's, let's, uh, let's also remember their strength of schedule is still craptacular. And somehow or another, if the committee drops Notre Dame's rank because of their recent coaching change, that hurts Cincinnati. Jesus, I cool. didn't even think about that. Which there, I guess you can't necessarily put it past them. I have been telling you for weeks. Granted, like I want to talk to you off the air about having a segment tracking the things that I've gotten right and I've got and and I've gotten wrong because we track it for EJ. We won't have the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that is a disgusting act (laughs) so but don't put too much faith in the committee anyways with all of the above aside notre dame at six is, is kind of crazy i don't know that i can sign off on that yet um as something that i think should happen um <clears throat> but by the same token if we're putting Michigan in the top 4 today and Ohio State lost to them how are they how are they not 6 is what i ask and then i ask myself that same question again I mean
0: they lost oh, he- to Oregon right
1: Exactly well now Oregon that and give me again what's their meaningful win Let me help you no okay <laughs> So <laughs> Um, with that, the reason why I didn't give you too much crap about Notre Dame at six is simply because of the way they're set up. That's kind of how it has to happen. Uh, you know, I'm not proud of it, but Hey, listen, as many crazy things have gone on this comp, conf- uh, this so far this season. Cool. Right. You know. And, and, and had a lot
0: of the pieces above them, not, not lost and fallen out. I don't think Notre Dame is in a, is a top six team. I don't think Notre Dame right. is in the discussion. For a potential playoff, depending what happens this weekend, if other things don't crumble around them the rest of this year, because yes, they're 11 and one, but like when you're, when your signature win is Wisconsin,
1: you know, and you had plenty of games that made you say, holy Toledo, <laughs> um, you know, I was going to get that in there, bro. I, I, I knew I, it. I knew it. I mean, naturally, naturally, <laughs> um, I do have Oklahoma State fifth because I want to see how that conference championship uh, turns out. I want them to go to work on Baylor to see if there's any credibility here. And 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 walloping the number eight seed team would give me something to think about to crack them into the top four. Until then, still got Bama. Okay, sorry, deal with it. Um, conference championship obviously will send their fate as well. If they win the SEC, they belong. Sure, absolutely. The case. And so does Georgia. To me, Georgia's in
0: either way. Georgia, no matter what happens Saturday, Georgia is in the final four this year, without question.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, from this point on, especially. I I 100% agree. And for my money, they should not be below three.
0: I I agree with that as well.
1: Okay. Um, Bama at four. Cincy at three. Um, I'm still shocked to this day. If we were doing that segment I was talking about earlier, Kyle was wrong about the committee doing what they were doing with Cincinnati. Would be a thing. But also I would be right in the sense that they they are giving credibility to my tinfoil hat conspiracy about them picking this year to let Cincinnati in to be the perfect way to exclude them in perpetuity. Um, we'll get more into that next week when it actually happens correct if it actually
0: yeah because be, by the by the time we're on the air next week the rankings will come out on sunday we'll know what the matchups are and we'll see that and we'll be able to analyze it next yeah, we're waiting for
1: those games in january <laughs> yes <laughs> um uh of course um you could probably guess who's in the number two spot already your wife is a very happy lady for it and i say god bless her and of course we already mentioned georgia as a spoiler but, and listen uh, the reason why i have michigan at 2 is because they have ample opportunity to screw it up and there's a lot of teams that have gotten a number 2 and became number 2 later on Not certainly mention any names iowa i'll say there's but, a team
0: michigan's playing this weekend that that was once number 2
1: you know and what i'm prepared for is that if iowa does win um that they'll be in the playoff because the chairman is their ad no. anyways um that's my top
0: 6. Um before we get to this weekend's slate of games, um you know there was there was three the three biggest games in college football this weekend. Obviously Michigan defeating Ohio State. There were many by the way. There was. Um Michigan defeating Ohio State, Oklahoma State defeating Oklahoma, and wow, yeah. Alabama surviving in uh, in the new overtime format uh against Auburn. Um to you, Kyle, which game taught us more, and about whom did it teach us more?
1: Oklahoma State. Period. Okay. okay. The and, and granted, if you think I am influenced by the biggest mullet in the nation, so be it. It's a wonderful thing to behold, and I say God bless it. But nobody outside of Stil- come after me. <laughs> I am I am over forty. Just say it. Um, I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> ah, such a great classic. Anyways, classic. Um, the belief in that team, and they're actually playing some defense. Figure that out, huh?
0: They are the the over under number on the uh, the Big Twelve title game, which we'll get here momentarily. Um, surprised me, and when I look back at their game earlier this season, it may not be as surprising as you think.
1: Hmm. But uh, I say all the above to say, if Baylor has a history of anything, it's losing when they have an opportunity. Again, I am an alumnus of one such Fiesta Bowl back in 2013. So, (laughs) um, you know, props to Baylor for doing what they did do this year. Whether they win or lose this conference championship, it's a good game for them. Um, But I learned more about Oklahoma State this week than I did anything else, right? Um, We knew. Ohio State was going to have problems in a way they hadn't before. You didn't think 15 points worth, but I think that was more kind of you know little brother being hyped up kind of thing. I really think if anything, Michigan is is rife for a letdown game. They have done this sort of thing before, right? A lot of teams have. A lot and, of teams have. Uh, listen, you're trying to, to 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 put me in a place and admit I like pineapple pizza when I don't and put me in a place where I'm gonna go after Alabama for struggling in the Iron Bowl. Have we forgotten already the kick six? Listen, the Iron Bowl is a thing with history like no other, okay? And it's crazy. Say I'm biased if you want about me currently covering Coach Malzahn, but you know, uh, for me, I knew the least about Oklahoma State going in. I always kind of thought they might be a little disrespected, and they convinced
0: me that they were. That's fair. I, I mean, I think I think we learned a bit about a Ryan Day led Ohio State team and program. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we learned a lot yeah, about running yards. Right. Anyways, I, I think we learned a lot about Michigan and the the thing that the thing I've said I, I've said it about Brian Kelly. I've said it about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan prior to this year. But, like, the value in not changing leadership at your program just because it seems like a great idea on the surface. Actually looking below the surface and going, something's happening here. Maybe there's maybe there's a couple pieces that need to be reshuffled. And they did that. You know, they restructured his deal. He took a pay cut, actually. We're sitting here talking about coaches letting you know bank trucks roll up to their house um buying houses you know he takes a pay cut changes his entire staff kind of goes back to his roots and now he went from unranked to start the year again pre preseason rankings are what they are unranked to start the year number two team in the country going into championship weekend um and and all all year sands a Michigan state game that they that they beat themselves in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, there was points this year, Nebraska, Penn state, a couple of points, probably this past weekend where in years past may have ended up a whole lot differently. This year seems a little bit different. I think we learned a hell of a lot about the Michigan Wolverines now can't let up going into this weekend, but learned a lot.
1: I'm forced to make one more point. As often as I take giant bombastic dumps upon the CFP committee, I am forced and compelled to point out something that I kind of like that they did before and have proven themselves right. Even though I hate the statement used by the chairman of the committee when he said, let's set watching the games aside a minute. (laughs) They did exactly what they're supposed to do in ranking a Michigan the way that they did and have been proven absolutely vindicated and correct on the field. If he came on the air on the ESPN show, which he could get away with doing because of monopoly in television sport, dropped his, dropped his junk on the table and said, suck it. <laughs> that would be warranted.
0: <laughs> Certainly. Certainly. All right. Let's look to this weekend, a full slate of, uh, of playoff football, obviously for, for these purposes, we're using the AP rankings because college football playoff rankings don't come out until tomorrow. We start in conference USA, because, yes, small conferences matter, too. Uh, Western Kentucky, at one and a one-and-a-half point uh, road favorite at uh, UTSA. 72 is your over-under this one Friday. 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. Um, you know, UTSA, we're ranked most of the year. It was kind of a cool Cinderella story. I'm going to take them to, uh, to, to cover that one-and-a-half, get the win. And uh, any 72, I don't know a lot about these teams but I'm going to go over just because why the hell not?
1: I mean, listen, your hill, your Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky have been representatives in the Conference USA for some time. I've covered them um, at least once, and I think more than once in the Cure Bowl. They're, they're guys that regularly have a good squad. Not necessarily always one, always one that's explosive, but ones that play tough football. And UTSA is going to come out pissed next week, I would imagine, because it's that situation where they have the one last thing to play for other than undefeated, and the gloves are off. It's time to have fun and go be like the Roadrunner and say, "Make me right over the hilltop. <laughs> I got UTSA here. Um, 72's a lot of points. So just because of my general reservation, reserved nature and not being a degenerate like our good friend EJ, I'm going to say under. <laughs>
0: All right, let's go to the Pac-12. Number 10, Oregon, versus number 14, Utah. They're a two-and-a-half point... Uh, favorite. Obviously, we, we saw this result just a couple weeks ago. 60 is your over under Friday night, 8 o'clock on ABC from Allegiant Stadium in uh, Las Vegas. Look, I saw you, th- this one's quick and easy. I saw Utah blow the doors off working a couple weeks ago. No reason to think they won't do the same. Uh, and I will take the under because I think the under would have hit in that one, uh, the previous one as well. Um, again, no reason to think anything differently. This is recency bias here.
1: One of the toughest things to do in single elimination team sport is beat a team single time when something, uh, uh, or beat a team a second time when something like this is on the line. And the Jacksonville Jaguars were once asked to do it a third time when the Titans were in a game that they shouldn't have even participated in because that was a forward pass, and Buffalo won that game. <laughs> Anyways, yes, still bitter, can't you tell? Anyways, I say all the above to say. These are two of the fakest teams in the nation and have been for some time, and I believe in neither of them, and I'm forced to pick one to win because they're playing each other. And because recency bias, Utah will do the same, and they don't play defense out there anyway. Over as well, Jim. You can get the Ron Jeremy Award for this game because you nailed it.
0: My board is on a delay tonight, so this is going to hit me. When but I'm they coming.
1: are who we thought they were. There we go. There we go. Uh, Big 12,
0: <laughs> number nine, Baylor, uh, versus number five, Oklahoma State. Five-point favorite uh, for the Cowboys. This is the number. I just said it, 46-and-a-half. But if you look yeah. back to when they played uh, earlier this year, it was a 24-14 finals. That's 38 points uh, if you're doing math at home. Uh, Saturday at noon on ABC from at Stadium. Um you know the 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 probably the only, the most realistic way, at least in my opinion, if Notre Dame would find itself into a playoff, which I don't want them to, as I've been saying for weeks, um,
1: I don't want them to, but I'll sure cheer sure for it.
0: Um, is if Baylor <laughs> wins on Saturday in Arlington, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this Oklahoma State team uh, is too good; they're going to get the win, uh, and I will take. The under, because of Oklahoma State's, yes, defense.
1: I like what you did there. But there's a reason that score is already that low anyway, and that's because of their defense. But damn, at the end of the day, it's still Big 12. I got the over just because the number's so low. <laughs> um, that all being said, it's going to be, I think, of the games out there, Jim, got to tell you, I believe this one may be, the, in fact, the most difficult to call Okay, as it stands, right? I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm more confident in UTSA and, and the Hilltoppers, and I haven't watched a single down of Hilltopper football <laughs> this season. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever version you like. Um, that's right. Dave Chappelle drops. I said it. Um, yeah, but for me, I, you know, I'll, I will unleash my bias. The mullet will prevail.
0: All right. Uh, then we go to the Mac. Kent State is a three-point favorite. Uh, versus Northern Illinois 72 and a half is your over under number on this one Saturday at noon on ESPN from Ford Field um I'll take Kent State I'll take the favorite I'll go under I already went over 72 points on one pick I'm not going to do it on a second one
1: um you know you had to do the MAC after the Big 12 and well, what might be the most compelling game and now I'm forced to get my Peter Griffin <laughs> who the hell cares <laughs> Um, but that being said, I'm going to go Northern Illinois just to make it interesting and say that, uh, and give Jim an opportunity. Oh my so God. To right. Who the hell cares? Oh, snap! <laughs> I knew I had it.
0: I just had to find it. That's what she said.
1: Anyway, <laughs> <so> I, uh, <laughs> I think so. That's um, what she said, no, yeah, I, uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to pick Northern Illinois just to make something compelling. So Jim can say I was right or you were, no, Jim would say of himself, I was right even though he's so often saying that I was right. So meta. <laughs> uh,
0: Mountain West, Utah State at number 19, San Diego State, six and a half point uh, favorite, home favorite in this one. This one at San Diego State, 50 and a half. Saturday, three o'clock on Fox. Um, why don't we have a fun, have an upset here? I'll go Utah State uh, to cover and win, and I'll go over 50 and a half.
1: That's adorable. Uh, <laughs> I got San Diego State because simply Utah State gives me nothing to believe in, and Jim just wanted to take my example and be humble. If I'm letting you win, you don't show humility. That's not how this works. <laughs> I'm not
0: good at these things.
1: Um, all right, Sun <laughs> Sun Belt, uh,
0: Appalachian State minus. Th- uh, they're a three point uh, road favorite at number twenty, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Fifty two and a half is your number Saturday. Three thirty on ESPN. I'm taking Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, because if I pick Appalachian State in this house, I'm probably sleeping on the couch, uh, and I will take the under. Why not?
1: Isn't Napier allegedly going to Florida? And in that alone, that's the only way I'm picking against a Raging Cajun. So, uh, by the way, Napier, good coach, seen his work more than once at the Cure Bowl. Um, always fun to watch that team play in general. You're nodding your head, Jim. Yeah,
0: oh sorry. I was uh, I was reading something and then I was just nodding because if we know we're both married. We know if we're not paying attention, we just nod.
1: Oh, oh no, I I um <laughs> I wish I was graced with that skill. Anyway, <laughs> no, um <laughs> I hmm I would say I, I, I'm, as I as I quickly and tried to gracefully um to see if bill napier is um yeah okay no i and, and i'm incorrect yeah i i mentioned earlier that Florida's in the market no they aren't they actually they're hiring they've hired billy napier as their coach oh so, well, there we go yeah so i'm wrong about that but i'm going to be right in picking against the raging cajuns because i uh this this is an issue for a team performing in this situation
0: certainly yeah that's a that's a great point all right uh, then we go, now we get, now we get to the big one. Number one, Georgia, seven and a half point favorite versus uh number four, Alabama 50 is your over under Saturday, four o'clock on CBS from Mercedes-Benz stadium in Atlanta. Um, I I think it's Georgia. I think it's, I, I'm going at least two touchdowns. I, I just think Georgia is, is that good. I'm not trying. We, we know what. Nick Saban can do we know how Nick Saban can get teams prepared for big games we know what Georgia can do do we? in some big game situations usually ah. usually um I I just I I don't see it I don't see it and I like I was looking over like both teams schedules and I'm looking at Georgia's schedule and I'm like are they really are they like are they really this good are they really this good and I don't know I just I don't I, I, I don't see a way Alabama makes it close. I just don't. Give me Georgia. Give me Georgia plus. Um, 50 feels like a pretty good number there. I'm going to go s- probably a slight over, though.
1: Yeah, when in doubt, I always pick the over, over because math. Um, or at least probability. The Here's the thing. This... Sh- I would personally spread this game 10 points, but I'm not a degenerate, so I don't really know how this works. But (laughs) what I can tell you is this. I feel like Alabama is going to score first. Okay. Alabama probably represents the most difficult team they will play all season, regardless of what you say, whether they're not a good Alabama team as far as Alabama teams go, or whether they're the best Alabama team of all time, as EJ predicted months back. What I will say, though, is... That's what, we'll keep, that's what we'll keep it that's what we'll keep it within the spread and within the cover um i'm with you on the over i think georgia wins the football game but i think it's going to be closer than everybody thinks just for the simple fact that georgia is georgia and has done georgia things in the past and nick saban is nick effing saban so i mean you know, this is as awkward as trying to bet against Bill Belichick and implicating that he couldn't do any good without Tom Brady. It's <laughs> <That's> my quarterback. <laughs> no, that's EJ's quarterback. That's
0: EJ's quarterback. Um. All right. The AAC, number 16, Houston at number three. Cincinnati, a ten point, ten and a half point home favorite. Uh, is over under, four o'clock uh, on ABC. Um, so this is what it comes down to, you know. I I when when Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, I said the the path is there with, with with all the craziness that had already begun in college football by that point. And dear God, it got even crazier over the last month and a half of the season. Um, but I said all Cincinnati has to do. Is do their job with everything that was getting crazy. I thought all they have to do is do their job, and here they are. I don't think, I don't think there's a chance in hell they slip up this weekend. I think this team is focused. the The only way, the only way they slip up is sometime between now and Saturday at four o'clock Eastern Time. Luke Fickle is announced as the new head coach at the University of Notre Dame. That's the, to me. That's the only way that, uh, that 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 Cincinnati loses their loses the eyes on the prize.
1: And I'm glad you referenced history there, because at some point, UCF had taken a hit in 2017 when it was announced that Scott Frost, when I say when it was, it was during the conference championship that Scott Frost was announced that he would not uh, be returning to UCF the next year. Then they looked really stupid <laughs> when Scott Frost stayed on to coach the final game and they beat Auburn. Right, right. <laughs> Bring it out there.
0: Um, but yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati plus, plus. Um, and I'll take the over in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean listen, even if even if for some re- re- reason during the game God forbid if Des- Desmond Ritter somehow gets knocked out of the game, I'm not asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um and and if I could say whatever I could say about me thinking he's a bit overrated as a quarterback while he's still a good college football player, um that defense is ridiculous and their running back forward is un just unbelievably good. Uh Houston, we have a problem. You're going to get specked. Yes. 100
0: okay. 100 uh 100%. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, um, <laughs> um, the how,
1: how come you didn't have that in your rundowns?
0: Uh, that's a game up, me. Goodness. <laughs>
1: Jeez,
0: uh, the the conference call. that probably matters the least out of all of these that we were talking about is uh, the ACC, number 17 pit. <laughs> <laughs> the n- number 17 pit. That is a disgusting act. A three-point favorite versus number 18, Wake Forest. Also 72 and a half. Uh, this one, Saturday, 8 o'clock on ABC from Bank of America Stadium. Wait.
1: Do it. Oh, my God. Who the hell <laughs> cares? I was hoping you would do that. I was sending the telepathic vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: just because my 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 third cousin is is a is a, a pit is a pit fan I'll go pit plus over cuz why not score 130 points in this game Kyle
1: I mean listen not for nothing this pit team has in has a history of competing against teams they have no business beating even taking some of them to triple overtime and, <laughs> rip <laughs> and not to mention wait for Forest- <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Um Wake forest is about to get woke. I said it and go broke. Uh Pitt's gonna win this one. I don't think it's gonna be too too close. Um and for those of us who don't care, this is not the game I'm watching.
0: Uh yeah, the, <laughs> if we're talking about games this Saturday at eight o'clock Eastern time, uh pit wake forest ain't being on the tv i'm gonna tell you that right now um <laughs> because we'll be watching the big 10 championship game uh number two michigan a ten and a half point favorite uh versus number 15 iowa 43 and a half uh is your over under on this one eight o'clock uh on fox from lucas oil stadium actually this is pretty cool my wife just sent me this um Jim Harbaugh announced uh, on the uh, this evening on Inside Michigan Football Radio Show any bonus money he earns this season will be redirected to Michigan's athletic department to pay employees who had their pay cut during the pandemic. Um, Oh snap! That could be upwards of three point four seven five million dollars. So, well, like she she sends me this text, I just see like Harbaugh. I'm like, did did Notre Dame hire Jim? Oh God! I'm like, did did Notre Dame hire Jim Harbaugh? Like.
1: You should be so effing lucky. <laughs> My god. I like, I'd be I'd be scared. Leave leave out, leave out for a minute. Leave out for a minute. The football implication. <clears throat> the peace and unity that could take place in your house with the <laughs> former Michigan coach coaching Oh your no, no, Irish. no.
0: No, I don't think it'd be I don't think it'd be good. Um too
1: much for wishful thinking, damn it.
0: But uh <laughs> You know, certainly there should be no no surprise by this. I'm, I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan plus. Really, there should be no reason why the Michigan Wolverines should not win this weekend. If we're if we're just if we're being honest, there should be no reason. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that crazier things haven't happened in college football.
1: But more Michigan than thing. More Michigan things than that have happened.
0: Sure it should not happen. I'm not predicting it to happen. Michigan plus I'm 43 and a half. Michigan scored how many points this week against Iowa State? I'm going to go over just cuz I think Michigan could score more than 40 points against Iowa. But Michigan Sir plus.
1: So James, yes. This is Dr. Eber. Oh, no. I have some questions for you. <laughs> yes. Dr. Evil was wondering if Iowa is known as the Cyclones. They are not. They are not. That's Iowa State. That's Iowa State. <laughs> okay. See what I did there? I see. <laughs> <laughs> because if they were the Cyclones, James, you know what I would say? What the- They're going to be pretty weak Cyclones because they'll fail to blow the cover. Oh! I- Thank you! No, um, yeah, absolutely. Listen, your Hawkeyes, uh, no, just plain no, um, and no on top of it. Uh, the fact we're having this conversation is just a proof of how much of a down year it's been in the Big Ten. Usually a conference I at least somewhat, uh, somewhat respect once they wised up and started rating the SEC for coaches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I got, I got. Listen, tell your wife to rejoice. I got him, I got him big, um. They, I think they cover, and I'm taking the over as well.
0: All right, very good. Uh, now we go to the National Football League. Um, we've been talking about coaches already enough tonight um, <laughs> yeah. with, with with college football. So, um, you know, it, when it, when it be, this time of year people start talking about you know playoff scenarios and and uh, <laughs> I, I do have that on here.
1: Uh, th- playoffs, don't talk about <laughs> playoffs. You' kidding me? Playoffs? I um, like oh, the whole thing. I like it. You
0: know, playoff scenarios and and MVP and things like that, and all fair discussions. But um, you know, I, I thought another part of the discussion that inevitably comes up, and there's to me, there's no reason to bring it up in college football because I think the the man in blue should should without question be, be the 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 coach of the year in college football. But um, looking at the NFL, I feel like there's to me, anyway, there's, there's there's three options to pick from as we're sitting here uh, closing out week number 12. Um, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I would put Jim Harbaugh on the list, and I would put Bill Belichick on the list.
1: No love for anybody in Cincinnati?
0: Oh, that's a good point. See, this yeah. is why you're you see, here, Kyle. You
1: hated on Cincinnati all damn season, <laughs> almost the way that EJ hates on the 49ers, which in this case, this year, I can see on hating on the 49ers. You were trying to force feed me the Bears weeks ago when you were trying to shut down the Chiefs. And what did I tell you, Jim? What team did I tell you?
0: You said something about the Bengals, I believe.
1: Damn right I did. <laughs> Look, so the, I don't dislike the, the Bengals. <laughs> no, that was mostly theatrics for radio purposes, sir. I know you do, You weren't necessarily against them. As a matter of fact, at the time when I mentioned the Bengals, you were kind of like, meh. meh.
0: Yeah, I felt like they could have been like that week, if I remember correctly. I feel like them them or the Bears was kind of a toss-up to me at 10. Certainly not the Chiefs, EJ Christian.
1: Uh, <laughs> um yeah, no. I, I, and it's funny. You'll appreciate this. I don't know if you heard it when I was with him on the Earnestly Spe- Speaking Co- Podcast Football is Awesome Edition that comes out every week featuring me and, other, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, and, and Zach, the degenerate, talking about various betting things. See, it's not always just all about me. That's how I know <laughs> I'm the greatest. I'm the most humble guy in the room. Anyways. <laughs> Look at me. I'm pretty.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the... He asked me if the Chiefs were back, and I said, "Well, is he like Michael Vick with the Eagles when he came out of a uh, prison back, or is he like Texas and Miami back?" So, I still think the Chiefs are kind of Texas or Miami back at this point. You beat you beat the Cowboys again, whose biggest moment of the season is still a moral victory. No offense, Jim.
0: None taken at this point. I mean, the the argument in the beginning of the season when this team looked a whole hell of a lot different was you went out to LA the next week and beat up on the chargers, which now we've kind of proven to be a whole lot of nothing.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not compared to completely abandoned Ship, but if you would force me to put that into the Kyle is Ron segment, I would, I would accept it. I yeah. would take it like a man,
0: you know, and, and, you know, it's, yeah, are the do the Chiefs look better than they did a month ago? Sure. But <laughs> no but right again, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know what that means yet. We'll Nobody find out. We'll find out eventually. You right. know, and, and if they win their division, which at this point they should, we'll find out when they get into the postseason. But Pop
1: quiz, Jim Nice, I hadn't thought of this till you just said it. We know who the weakest division in football is. No offense. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is the next weakest? Is it the AFC South, or is it the AFC West, or is it the NFC North?
0: Ah, uh, ooh, but NFC? the
1: fact I have to pose that question, Jim.
0: Is the <laughs> NFC East really the worst? Well, bruh. I mean, yes. Okay, no, no, because if you, I'm, I'm just. If you're looking at the East versus the North, the top team, yes, Green Bay better than the Cowboys. Nobody's debating that. <laughs> Second place, Philly 5 and 7, Minnesota 5 and 6. Third place, Washington 4 and 6, with tonight still pending. Mm-hmm. Chicago 4 and 7. Last place, Giants 4 and 7, Lions 0 oh, and 10. Oh, 10 and 1.
1: I think they're, Your they're, defense is the Lions skew it? I might back you, but also I would need to reiterate and re re um, examine scheduling. Because here's what I know: the NFC North plays the NFC West this year.
0: Fair, and uh, to t- yes, oh and t- oh ten and one, the Lions. And no, EJ, I'm not going to use the f word. So settle down. Um, the The Lions have have like you almost <laughs> feel bad for them because like they get so close. It's like really adorable. It's like. It, it's it's like the State Farm commercial when the guy's dangling the dollar bill. It's like,
1: oh, you almost had it, oh, you, almost you had know. And, and
0: like that's kind of where the lines have been.
1: Um, it's, it's it's interesting. A guy, a, a team coached by a guy known as Man Campbell, you could also <laughs> refer to as Adorable, isn't that right? Um,
0: yeah, I don't know, man. So like, let's we'll, we'll you know we'll call the we'll call the NFCs the
1: worst. Okay, we'll, we'll I'll call it. I'll be I'll be willing to call it. There's still time for your cowboys to 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 sputter further out of control. I'll leave it at oh, that. Good
0: God. That, you ain't kidding. <laughs> like, who would have thought that I would have been thanking the New York Giants for potentially saving our season? But <laughs> um but man, the second worst. Yeah, the, the AFC South, you got Tennessee eight and four, Indy six and six, and then you got two, two, and nine teams. The mm-hmm. West.
1: Now, Ooh, but uh, also the AFC South plays the NFC West.
0: Fair. Um, the AFC West now all teams in the AFC West are above 500, right? But that's an ugly 500. Look at the, <laughs> like seven and four, six and five, six and five, six and five.
1: The AFC East and the NFC. No, AFC because they. I know. I know they played the Jets. The that the that the Broncos played the Jets. They also played the Jacks. I'm trying to remember the schedule quickly off the top of my head. If there's no, the chiefs do not come to Jacksonville. So no, that's not something that happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that means the AFC East is the division. That's the counterpart that they're playing in the West. So that means the chiefs have had games against the jets or will have games against the jets and the bills as well. Right.
0: Correct. Um, yeah, so I mean, oh the, yeah, in Miami, right? Yeah, I mean, like the, the East isn't great, but but they, they're not that bad. If I went for a second worst con- division, I, I would probably still go with the AFC South overall. Because Tennessee's Tennessee's fraudulent as hell. We've seen that now. Yeah, um, yeah. but to the point, um, coach of the year, like a, a bad loss. To Carolina aside, I think what what Kingsbury's doing with Arizona in that division, and with injuries and you know all the different things that come up. I mean, you lost you lost to the Packers by three, and you lost you know you had that bad loss to the Panthers. But otherwise, you know you're you're going through a challenging division, a, a, a tough schedule. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing it. And so to me, you know, Kingsbury to me has to be the coach of the year at this point. Um, I I think, I think a close number two though is, is, is arguably the the best coach we've ever seen in in Bill Belichick, what he's doing with the Patriots this year. Um, and, and with a rookie quarterback and everything, um, is, is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, cheat has got to be in the convo. Kingsbury's got to be in the combo. I'm not prepared to rule out what's gone on with um, Cincy or even Baltimore yet. Correct. Right? Um, say what you will. And by the way, Lamar Jackson's still the MVP, though. despite what some people on this panel might think. Yeah, he threw three interceptions and still threw the pass that decided that football game. Oh, I'm just saying my my text last night wasn't saying that Lamar
0: Jackson should not be um, the MVP, but, but EJ, I think what last week on his football is awesome said it was Lamar Jackson with a bullet. And I'm like, Jonathan Taylor would like a word. <laughs> That's all yeah, I'm Jonathan saying. Taylor's like it, it's, yeah. it's not a lock. That was my only point.
1: Um, and Jonathan Taylor is the best conversation there. Right. Too, which Correct. like, by the way, if somehow the Colts, they won't, but if somehow the Colts, fight their way way back into it and win that division somehow because who knows the the t- the titans could continue to plummet right do do, do 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 we not have um is it Frank Reich there? I keep trying to yeah,
0: remember Frank Reich's still there.
1: How do we have Frank Reich winning his second coach of the year? Probably
0: Possibly and I mean the so the Colts have the Texans this week, then a bye then it gets a little rough. You you come out of a bye playing New England and Arizona.
1: So if they get through that, if they get through and that, that and, and end division, up winning
0: the division. That's that's that's, a, that's a, Frank Frank Reich would like a word.
1: <laughs> like, Frank Reich has entered the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um. So I, I like that we're having the conversation and that we're lining up scenarios, and 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 paths to glory. That I'm reminding you that. Um, uh, the Bengals deserve more respect than you continually give them with your snubbing. Stefanski, not Stefanski. I'm sorry. That's Cleveland's guy. Um, but like, there's much more going on in the, I'll put it this way. There's much more going on in the AFC North than the Browns and anything Stefanski doing. Right. You know, Correct. I, I think you got to give John John Harbaugh a shot with all the injuries. With the wacky year, like, honestly, and and I know that um, uh, the Ravens have had missteps and lost games that perhaps they shouldn't have. Correct. But, A, who hasn't, and B, I could argue, generally speaking, the Bengals, excuse me, the Ravens haven't looked that bad doing it. Now, Zach Taylor has a loss to the Jets. It's already going to be beaten over the head against me. I get it. Also has an overtime game against Aaron, Aaron, Charlay, Rodgers. So I think those two kind of cancel, right? It's like you mentioned a bad game against the Panthers with Kingsbury. I think trashing McVay and the Rams and possibly showing the rest of the league how to do it, it should be put in his credit to balance that out. That's fair. Absolutely. Um, And There's always going to be a bad
0: game somewhere. Very very rarely – does it? You know, does a team go undefeated in a regular season, or even one loss in a regular season? Bad games are going to happen. You can't overreact to bad games. It's, 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 it's irrelevant, especially in NFL season the way this yes. one is going. To you
1: happen. can't overreact to bad games, Ernest.
0: <laughs> and you also, if you also have to pick up on trends like the Kansas City Chiefs when they're not that good, Ernest. Um, all right. Well,
1: and, and another one that still <laughs> kind of throws me off, Ernest, is the Niners winning twice in dominating fashion. And yes, I know that the Vikings game was only by a score. But at the end of the day, <laughs> that the only reason why it was that close was because of a special teams uh, touchdown return. So there's that. Um, you know, I, I think I think if the Niners find a way to do some silly things and, and make it somehow, I don't think they can or will win the division. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I but, think, I think the Cardinals are, are, you know, I mean, yes, mathematically it's not locked up, but um, right. if you're coming out of a late season bye healthy with that team. I, I think I have a hard time seeing them losing their grip.
1: Right. Exactly. And, 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 you know, the Niners are already three, three, uh, three games, uh, three games out. Um, but they're tied because they're uh, on the head-to-head. So it would be on the division, which at this point, the best that the Niners can do is hope that the Cardinals basically lose out. And, yeah, they, the, the Cardinals have all the tie breaks over the Niners. The Niners not, aren't going to do it. And it's looking pretty damn bad for the Rams now, too, frankly. I mean, they're two games down our, and, are again, are in trouble in all things tiebreaker.
0: Well, let's, so, let's, let's look at that because that's kind of the last <clears> – <throat> You know, that's kind of the last thing I was looking at is is we're we're getting to this point of the season where, um, theoretically speaking, anyhow, um, things should start to become clearer and we should start to kind of see, okay, these are the teams that are definitely in, these are the teams that should get in, and these are the teams that are fighting for the last scrap. So let's start in the NFC because we're already kind of there to begin with, and so I, I've, I've broken it up this way. That there's obviously the teams that are the current division leaders. There's the teams that are the current wild card. And then there's the teams that, to quote the great Bob Uecker, are just a bit outside. they are um, the corner in miss. You know, so let's look at the, let's look at the NFC. Like, will, will these positions hold? That's kind of the question I'm looking at. Like, will these positions hold? Will somebody make a move? Um, Arizona sitting atop the NFC West. A nine and two, I don't see them losing their grip on that division.
1: Right, because uh, at worst they're two games ahead, and I looked at the division and conference records. They are dominant in the tiebreak. Right, every every other team in the division only has one conference win currently. The best the Niners can do is split, and the Rams have the ability to go four and two, I think, which I believe would mean they would have to win a Cardinals rematch. I'm not looking at the schedule, but I think that's what it comes down to. All those incredibly difficult. I've had the Cardinals locked up for a few weeks now. When I saw Colt effing McCoy, which, by the way, when you were breaking down why Cle- Cliff Kingsbury was a Coach of the Year candidate, you didn't need that preamble. As awesome as it was, and as the uh, as much as the audience liked listening to it, you could have just said Colt McCoy and moved on. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know. um, Green Bay Packers nine and three, top of the NFC North. The, the easy lock. <clears throat> Minnesota not catching them. They're what three games behind. They're not they're making.
1: Three, yeah. What is it? They're three. They're three games behind. Or, or no? Is it three? Because math. Hold on. Yeah. They're actually three and a half games behind.
0: Yeah. Um, they're not. They're not catching.
1: <laughs> and yeah, the division record. They're down. And um, the conference record. They're in trouble too. Um, yeah. The the Packers have as many conference wins as the Vikings currently have conference games played. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a big no uh from them, dog. So um yeah, and, and I think honestly I mentioned we EJ and I last week mentioned that this game was wicked important for the Niners and the Vikings, and the Niners prevailed, and it's hurting the Vikings really bad. I'm Absolutely. pretty sure not only did the Packers uh seal their fate in winning that division, um, I think the Vikings are pretty hurting for the playoffs based on tiebreakers.
0: Uh I mean they're they're currently in the wild card, but we'll get there. Um Buccaneers. Eight and three, sitting atop the NFC South. Looking at it, Falcons are the next closest at five and six. The Saints are at five and six, and had Taysom Hill taking starting reps this week. Um, you know the, the the Bucks have been beat up. They haven't quite looked as dominant as we expected them to. Um, but uh, Gronk is back and looked like Gronk this week. The uh, defense looked a little bit better. Um, you would expect the Antonio Brown back by the playoffs. Buccaneers aren't losing this spot.
1: I can answer. I can say this. Everything you just said by asking one question, Jim. Who's the second best quarterback in the NFC South currently? Is it Matt Ryan?
0: Is it? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Andrew, even as a Vikings fan, uh, knows the Vikings are not uh, catching up to Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, is is there even a second best quarterback in the NFC South? I think. Ooh, that's even more harsh than what I. That's the real question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's either simeon or hill or ian book hell let's throw him into the mix and,
1: and side note the correct pronunciation is fraud cons the fraud cons yes fraud.
0: um and, and uh cam newton
1: going to go overtime against the jacksonville jaguars last
0: cam week. newton told us he was back and then he was back on the bench this week so it's just oh
1: hey, hey. <laughs> i'm
0: sorry um all right nfc east dallas cowboys seven and four um Thank you New York Giants um for for keeping the Eagles three games behind um, as bad as the Cowboys are right now as bad as the covid situation is with the Dallas Cowboys right now um Mike McCarthy out this week um with covid um I I, I just the Cowboys the, the the difference in their two schedules basically is the Cowboys play the Cardinals once so there's a loss. Um, that still puts you two games up because the rest of it, I think, is divisional matchups. Like the Eagles have, I I just don't think there's enough there for the Eagles, um, to make the ground to win the division. So I'm going to say Dallas holds. I think your four division leaders in the NFC hold.
1: Um, the four divisions in the NFC hold, yes, mostly because the South is a garbage division. Mm-hmm. Oh look, Tom Brady taking advantage of a crappy division. We've never seen that before. But Belichick's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, sorry, I got some facts stuck in man. my throat. Just...
0: <laughs> let's uh let's look at the wild card teams. The current um num- number one wild card in the NFC is a team that is crumbling right now, and that is the seven and four Los Angeles Rams. Um looking at the rest of the teams that are alive in the NFC, I think the Rams will still finish as a wild card team. I do not think they finish as the wild card 1, however.
1: So yeah, you can't you can't lock in the 5 seed because one of the teams right below them is one of the teams that started this recent run by slapping them mm-hmm. as if Sean McVay owed them money in the 49ers. <laughs> and listen, call me a homer all you want. There's plenty of homerism that isn't mine on this show. We'll be right up there, uh, especially since EJ has 14 teams. But, <laughs> but even I have been proven wrong by my own team. I had ruled them out of the playoff race two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and here these mother bleepers come.
0: They, they look good, man. They look good, and they are. They don't
1: look great. No, they, they don't look great,
0: but, but yeah. you know, they, they look the number th- the current number three wild card team in the NFC is is below five hundred, so the Niners are, are definitely above the bar. If that's the bar, that's they're above the bar.
1: That's a good point, Jim. Well done.
0: Um, so I'm going to say that you know, no surprise there. I think the Niners hold a wild card spot. I think they probably move up potentially to it to uh, the the wild card one spot. Um, then let's look at the five and six Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know. <laughs> And like th- this is where it gets really kind of kind of silly because all of the- this team who is currently a wild card team and the team is sitting just outside, all of these teams are not good. <laughs> like there's going to be a real bad NFC team uh, that makes the playoffs. Um, looking at looking at the rest, of, like I guess I'll keep the Vikings in. If anything, um, if anything, Philly catches them because I don't and and. Uh, this will help me speed up the just a bit outside. Um, Carolina is not catching them, especially with Correct. the news that Car- that Christian McCaffrey's played his last snap of the year. Um, the Saints aren't catching them. The Falcons aren't catching them. So th- those three teams are not going to make the playoffs. If anybody's going to catch the Vikings and 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 dethrone <sighs> them out of a wild card three spot, it'll be the Eagles. And I think it's plausible.
1: I'm not so prepared, sir. The reason Based on I schedule, though. This seventh spot, exactly. The Falcons do have two tough games on the schedule. Here are some others. The Saints, the Lions, the Panthers. Those are winnable games, and enough to propel them to eight, right? Okay. Eight and nine is a playoff spot, potentially, in this conference right now today with these teams. And then we have to listen to Danny Thompson. They have a losing record. Whatever, playoffs, baby. Woo! Shout know, <laughs> to Danny Thompson. Um, so, yeah, I can't rule out the Falcons yet simply because everybody else is too consistent or too bad. I, I kind of like what Jalen Hurts is doing, but after all, he still is a young starter on a team that isn't super great right now. I, no,
0: I, but it, this is this is where I'm looking at. So they just got done playing the Giants. They play right. the Jets, then they have yes. a bye. Then they play Washington, the Giants, Washington, and the Cowboys.
1: I heard a bunch of losable games there.
0: I also heard a bunch of winnable games.
1: Well, that's because it's in your division. Correct.
0: And even with the Cowboys, by the time you get to week 18 – the Cowboys are probably going to be locked into, like, a four spot.
1: Now, that's fair. That's
0: so, fair. why are the Cowboys going to risk any more injury in what has already been kind of a nightmare year? Get healthy, take a take a late-season bye week, in theory, and get ready for a playoff game. Um, the Vikings, the rest of the way, have Detroit, which is a win, pretty much, and then you have Pittsburgh-Chicago, but then you have the Rams and Packers before you finish with Chicago, so like I just think there's more losable games for Minnesota. You know what I mean? Like um, that, that, like that. That's why I have. If anybody's catching them, it'll be Philly because there's just more losable games for Minnesota when I'm looking at the schedules. Like I'm not saying it's a lock because you know the Eagles had a none gr- of this is, the Eagles right? had a great opportunity this week against a bad Giants team. They knew the Cowboys lost. You know you're playing a bad Giants team, and you you, you score seven points, and, and you lose to the Giants. Like, So that's why I'm not saying the Eagles are definitely going to catch them, but they have potential to.
1: I like uh, the Falcons more than I like the Eagles. If I'm forced okay. to pick a bird, that's the one I'll force. Well, and there if –
0: I mean, the, the, the Falcons, especially if Cordero Patterson stays healthy – Right. The 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 fantasy wizard, thank you, fantasy gods. Um, you know they the, they at least have a pulse there. All right, let's move to the AFC. Uh, AFC North and AFC leaders right now are the eight and three Baltimore Ravens. Um, no um the Baltimore Ravens. No kidding. I know, right? Wow. Like you would who, think.
1: Who would have predicted something like that?
0: I mean, I know, <laughs> like. Some amongst us would put them at nine in their power rankings, but
1: wow, right? I was so busy giving myself props that I completely forgot that that transgression happened, <laughs> right? You, Jim.
0: Like, didn't like the Chiefs were five, I believe, on that list, but the Ravens were nine. Um, anyway, uh, Ravens are going to be a playoff team, lock that up.
1: I'll agree.
0: Um, the, of course, I'll agree of course um now the question is do they hold the division lead I got to look over the rest of their schedule here not
1: convincing not convincing enough it's one game right there right now sir so right you're 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 you're, you have
0: have, so now you have play at Pittsburgh at Cleveland you Uh host the Packers you go to Cincinnati to Cincy um and then you have the Rams, and then you close the close the season with the Rams and the Steelers at home. That's not an easy road.
1: No, it's not. And I'd also point out that currently, though most of it is because of half games being amassed, so to speak, the Bengals are a two full full two half wins up because they have three wins playing four games, while the Ravens are currently one and one.
0: You know, so, and, and one the, of those games, the, by Bengals, the way being against
1: the Bengals at home, where they got exploded. Right.
0: The Bengals schedule, um, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. That's an easier road than the Ravens have. Even though have. it's still pretty damn tough. It's it's not easy. <laughs> it's easier. Um, I'll say the Ravens hold. I'll say the Ravens will hold off the Bengals, um, give him a little bit more of that, that, that tough game experience. Uh, I say they hold and keep the division.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, now you know why I'm talking about John Harbaugh and Zach Taylor both as your candidates, right? I mean, for me, it's who wins this division right now as to who I would cast my vote to. And as much as I like Clingsbury, um, you know, I, I would have to think really hard about which of these guys I like better. Here's what I know. The Ravens got hit harder by injury before the first snap of the ball. At mm-hmm. least Kyler Murray was good for half the season before he had to put in Colt McCoy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, there's that. Um, also... This being the case, please tell me that with a bullet, and I don't care about Jonathan Taylor because, well, you know, he gets to play the Jags twice. Uh, (laughs) um, And the Texans. And the Texans, thank you, sir. You know, oh, but Kyle, the Ravens get the Browns twice and the Steelers twice. Yeah, but...
0: Still tougher than the Jags and Texans.
1: Thank you. Right. You know,
0: you, you, we we can we can take our shots at the Browns and we can take our shots at the Steelers, and Lord knows I will. Um, huh. But still, still uh, better than than the bottom two in the AFC South.
1: I mean, listen, if he weren't an anti-vaxer, when when Jim talks about the Steelers, you might as well have Little John playing in the background. Shot, 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 <laughs> shot. Anyways, um. Which, by the way, Jim, the irony that an anti vaxxer is somebody who, who actually literally has a song called Shots. I can't deal with that. That, anyways,
0: is yeah. irony.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think I'm going to do what I've done in the past. I, I will call the Ravens and Bengals as locks for the playoffs, but don't ask me to call that division yet. That being said, I predicted the Ravens. What do you think I'm going to say?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean out spoiler alert, the Bengals is the number one wildcard team right now. I think they're a lock for the division as or for the playoffs as well. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll we'll get that one out of the way. New England Patriots, eight and four, sitting atop the AFC East. Um feels like we've we've been here before. <laughs> um and I think I'm I'm gonna hold them to this spot. As much as it is about them and and what they're doing, it's also about what the Bills are doing or not doing depending how you're looking at it um but I, I don't see the bills as being able to recover and take back that division from this Patriots team so i'll keep the Patriots as a division champion
1: um for me wow uh, listen you got some you got some big old round Harry Cajones on that one chief i am i am not prepared to be that brave um I know that the the, the, the bills have had some uh, wild moment moments this season but i i cannot share in that confidence man i um
0: i mean they play twice in the next 4 weeks so we're going to find out
1: yeah and real that's the, that's, that's right the part quick. Of what i love is it won't be so much injuries or anything because everything and all of that is so close together they will decide it on the field and i say god bless it right more than we can say for the committee in college football <clears throat> but um <laughs> three of the next
0: Three of the next Bills' four games are two against the Patriots and one against the Buccaneers. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out right quick. And one of those is in Tampa as well. So we're going to find out a lot about the Bills coming up here in the next few weeks.
1: See, because I'm a raging idiot, I'm somebody who says the best the Pats can do against the Bills is split. Um,
0: Certainly possible.
1: Yeah. Um, However, the Bills playing. The Bucks, after seeing what Josh Allen did, and I don't mean the quarterback, I mean the defensive end in Jacksonville, <laughs> you expect me to believe Lamonte, David, and company up front there, and Shaq Barrett and those guys, let Josh Allen live to see another day? You're out of your gourd. So based on that alone, I'm inclined to pick the Pats somehow to win <laughs> the division. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I had the Pats out of the playoffs by a single game in my prediction, and I was all prepared wrong. for a Kyle was right that Belichick's better than you think, and he's got a rookie quarterback, and he's going to take him that far. And the only thing that kept him out last year was COVID with Cam Bleeping Newton. Well, little would I know that Belichick would prove me so right I was wrong about how right I was. If you want to crown him, then again. crown their ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't ask me to try to say that again. <laughs> um, So, yeah. I'm going to say the Pats as as winning the AFC East today. I'm not prepared to put a lock on it, but I will put a lock on those teams in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll keep the Bills in the playoffs uh, as well. Uh, the Titans eight and four, leading the South. Um, uh I mean they're they're gross, they're stupid.
1: You're like ew.
0: <laughs> like I, I got to pull up their schedule here right quick because. I got to find out do they play okay so they, they have,
1: host Jacksonville they have
0: they have they're they are they are on a bye this week then they host Jacksonville they're at Pittsburgh they host the 49ers then they have the dolphins and Texans um man like I'd like to think the Colts could catch them
1: the Colts schedule re- remaining if I remember correctly is right turbo.
0: Let me uh let me pull it up here. So the the Jag-
1: actually, yeah, you listed that off when I was talking about Reich as the possibility. The Colts
0: have yeah, the Colts have the Texans, then a bye, then New England, Arizona, the Raiders and the Jags. Um yeah. Ow. I, Ow. I, do I, <laughs> I I won't put a lock on it, but but I'm I'm pretty certain the Titans are gonna hold it hold it off here.
1: Listen, I predicted I when I was writing the AFC South preview for the three point I predicted that the Titans would win and that they would do so by I believe it was two games, finishing with 11 wins. I'm looking pretty good so far.
0: There you go. Um, the Chiefs, 7-4, and four leading the West. Um, in a similar way, Like I, I think I'll probably go about the same field to it as, as I think they probably hold this spot because everything around them the foundation below them is uh, is is sinking. So
1: isn't it a hell of a note that we're in a position where we're comparing Patrick Levon Mahomes II and Nick or excuse, yeah, um cousins. Right? Kirk Cousins. Right. What universe is this? What what has happened to football, Jim? It
0: doesn't make sense, man. Nothing about nothing about this year, be it college or the National Football League, has We're made any freaking sense. None of it. But like We're I said, I, I got it. the Chiefs holding because I don't have faith in the Chargers, the Raiders, uh, or the Broncos.
1: And here he will come, Adrian, Oh, EJ. The Denver I Broncos. <laughs> I told you. I told you they make the playoffs. They made it. Because two years ago the NFL extended the playoffs, G T F O H. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, well, we already said the Bengals are getting in. We already yep. said the Bills are getting in. So now yep. let's look at the the final wild card spot in the AFC. Currently, the six and five Chargers. Again, like the great Bob Uecker would say, just a bit outside. You have Raiders at six and five, Browns at six and six, Broncos at six and five uh oh, the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts at uh, at six and six. Um, I don't really have much faith. I don't have much faith in the chart. I'm not ready to to like totally throw them out. Right, but like they, maybe it's something in the water in that new stadium in in LA. Both these teams are crumbling like a cheap suit in the month of November. Um, <laughs> the Raiders, I have no faith in right now. The, Even though they
1: beat your Cowboys, which is ironic. Well,
0: COVID also beat my Cowboys. Ooh, um, the Colts, I definitely don't have faith in, and oh, the Denver Broncos. I you enjoy that too much. I love it. It's a I'm, great clip.
1: You are a Cowboys fan, so it would make sense that you would ride horses. Ha! Jeez.
0: Um, I feel bad for the horse. Um, Ooh, I, I, I don't. I don't have faith in the Broncos. So the, the I'm I'm looking, is it the Chargers or is it the Browns? And like the I think Here's the Browns the are it's just not the Browns. I think the Browns and are just too they're too beat up. Look at that schedule. Uh, the Browns
1: schedule? Their next game is the Ravens again. Oof. And they still have a game against the Bengals Oof. at some point. So it's not the Browns. So what
0: you so what you're trying to tell me, Kyle, is it's not the Browns. So the Browns, yeah. Let's look at it because those are the two I'm I'm picking between. Yeah, they're on a bye week. Then they play Baltimore, the Raiders, the Packers, the Steelers at Pittsburgh on January third. Because we know the weather in Pittsburgh on January third is just going to be oh so pleasant. Uh, and then and then the. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals for the Chargers. Uh, I believe are they on a buy this? No, they already had their buy. Um, so the Chargers are at the game. Bengals. Then they have the Giants, Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, Raiders. Um, the road is easier for the Chargers, so I'll keep them in.
1: Exactly. My point, sir. And oh, by the way, the Chargers have Justin Herbert, not Maker Bayfield. Okay. <laughs> And it's not even that they have
0: Maker Bayfield. It's the <laughs> fact that you have
1: – how bad
0: – okay. Here we go. How bad is Case Keenum? If you have a Baker Mayfield whose body is literally crumbling from the inside and the outside and the Browns coaching staff is like, no, nah, he, he's, he's still our
1: better option. <laughs> like, oh, no, I don't think that's what happened at all. No, no, no. I think they <laughs> – we're a run-first team anyway, and if we put if we don't put Baker out there, the press and the Colin Cowherds of the world are absolutely lose their mind. I think there are outside forces that pressured that. That was not a football decision.
0: Well, that's true. That is true. I I I, I agree with that. Unfortunately, there's um, you know there there's there's a lot of that that happens as well. So you you're probably right there. Ooh, that'd be gross. I saw somebody question if Matt Rule should be the new coach at Notre Dame. God <laughs> damn it. That would be awful. Please don't. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why would Why would you do that? Why would the world even put that out there for me?
1: I don't understand why that's that awful. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. you do. Yeah, we do. Um, anything else to add, Kyle? Um, everything's going to be okay, Jim. I love you. <laughs> and um, the helmets will still be gold no matter how much darkness there is on the schedule. That is true. That is true.
0: <laughs> the worst part is, so like I was already looking at the start of next season and dreading it because Notre Dame travels to the horseshoe to start next year. That that prospect has got a whole lot uglier. Oh, although if it's any consolation in my mind, the Buckeyes usually start slow to the year, But if you watch Ann Arbor, they finished slow this year as well this past weekend
1: conspiracy theorists they're gonna hire urban meyer
0: right (laughs) ew ew there's a name i don't want anywhere near that coaching search uh kyle let the people know where they can keep up with all that you are doing sir
1: Wow, man. Hey, listen, always glad to be aboard as a special contributor here on the Huddle of Podcast doing things with my guy, Big Jim. All good time all the way around. You can find me, Kyle Nash, the student of the game on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same VSOTG. The find me on Facebook as the student of the game. Check out my work with the black and gold bannerette covering UCF sports, football, and basketball, both men's and women's. Look out for that here. Go on. Trust me, You may if you enjoy college basketball... The UCF Knights are a fun team to watch, and I think they have a good shot at making the dance, so you may want to follow them a little bit. Then, of course, for my NFL work with me covering the Jacksonville Jaguars, among other things, with the three-point conversion, the 3 That's a good time. By the way, the number three, not the word three. And, of course, check out my work with Ernest Christian on the Ernest's Speaking podcast, where football is awesome because I teach EEJ every week. I might be the student. But I'm a grad assistant teaching EJ football every week because good God knows he needs the help. Anyways, um, sorry, Patriot fan. I'm just joking. Anyhow, so and then check out my work as well with Demosthenes Euclid. Jim, I got to tell you, it is a real treat this season. We were actually, uh, we're releasing Thank You for Smoking in context with our Thanksgiving movie this year. Um, it's, a fam- it's a family fun round, whatever. And of course, the Griswold Vacation movies are things we covered. Vacation came out earlier. Christmas Vacation will be forthcoming. And, hey, listen, if I got to hear about Die Hard being a Christmas movie when it's not, you know what? Hilarity by default's got you covered. We will have Eyes Wide Shut as one of our Christmas offerings this year. So there you go. Hey, there's a Christmas tree in every scene. At any anyway, rate, that is my stuff. <laughs> yeah, but where does the check- Christmas
0: tree go? You know what? We'll we'll, one, we'll we'll leave that to the Phil.
1: Check out my work as well with school 101 Oh, my. At A7BN Sports, my work with Captain Crystal and the comp- Captain and Company morning show. Jim.
0: All right, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, we will be back to our normal Tuesday night next week. This week, I just had to get a little bit wacky. Uh, have some plans tomorrow night. So I uh, appreciate everyone listening and supporting. As always, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. On Instagram, our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSC Sports.com. And our secondary home is the Leap Sports and Music Network, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. You can get your huddle up merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and uh, anywhere you can find your podcasts. If you do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show, tell at least one person about us this week and uh, spread the word of the show until next time stay safe stay smart and go for the win